Welcome back, folks, to the footyjumpers.com podcast. My name is Rob, and with me is my co-host, Lockie. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the footyjumpers.com podcast. So this week we have Port Adelaide up to bat. Isn't that right, Rob? Yeah, the power. <laughs> the power. Yeah, power. Power. <laughs> so power. Very, uh, very strong historical club from South Australia, as you're probably oh, aware. Yeah. And they're going. They're going back to what's that, Rob? Eighteen seventy. Is that right? Yep. On the back yeah. of their jumpers, eighteen seventy. No arguments about eighteen seventy with these guys. Uh, they are. Yeah, no arguments. They are from eighteen seventy, <laughs> and they're the same club. And they haven't merged with anyone, taken over anyone. Everyone else hates them. So, well, you know, Is at it? least in South Australia. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, no one wanted to merge with them. Um, they are very much a standalone. They were the strongest club in the South Australian League for a very long time. Um, we Well, we'll talk about the interview that we did during the week, but I think it was something like in the grand final, basically every two years yeah, on average like- from like World War every from, from World War II, they were either, you know, in the grand final or, in, you know, round about the finals every second year. So, yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So massive eight, history, massive club. In eighteen seventy, then what were they playing in? So this well, is- so there's the thing. I mean, I guess in the modern era, we just expected everyone had footy uniforms, footy jumpers, and so forth. Yeah. They were listed as blue and white, and realistically, if you just showed up in blue and white, you were seen as playing for Port Adelaide. But really, and if you, even if you didn't, maybe you had a blue and white hat or cap or, you know, blue and white socks or something. Um, They did have some light blue and white jumpers, which may or may not be Cambridge blue. Uh, That's to be, I mean, I don't know of anybody that's actually got one of these jumpers, uh, but I do know that Cambridge blue and white hoops was the colours of Cambridge University not necessarily saying they might be connected because I don't know of any connection between the two. Uh, but, yeah, there was also a light blue and white um, jumpers that, you know, some of them had and that that's what they've ended up wearing in a heritage round later on. Right. So who were the sort of teams that they would have been playing against back then? Like, Because I know we've talked a lot about the early the early days of the VFA and whatnot, and then the yeah. sort of because a lot of a lot of the colours have to come from who they play against, and like those yeah, sort well, of changes. Yeah, there's in a little bit of colours comes from a little that. bit of that. Um, well, back back in the earliest days of the South Australian League, there were clubs like um, Bankers, you know, blokes bankers. that worked in the bank. Yeah, uh, Capunda was a team in the South Australian League in the early days. Uh, Kensington. Now, I should also say that these are South Australian, well, what became the South Australian National Football League, which mm. was 18, which I think is also 1877, like the VFA. So the clubs that were around at that time, uh, Kensington, which is a suburb of Adelaide, uh, you've got um, Prince Alfred, which I think is a school, were playing. Oh. So, like, schoolboys were playing footy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, oh, there was a club called Victorian, and so <laughs> now I think they have an involvement with North Adelaide, which was technically started in 1893. Um, Norwood was around in the 1870s or late 1870s. So, you know, they're sort of playing, 
South Adelaide, you know, some of the clubs that you still know, but there's a few clubs that have gone by the wayside. Wollonga, yeah, right. for example. Yeah, some of these clubs that were around in the and earliest days. So what was going on in Victoria at this time? I think probably is a good idea to sort of uh, really <laughs> establish yeah, okay. how, so, how old this was. Right. So in the 1870s, well, I mean, 1870, you know, this is um, Ned Kelly's young bloke. It's, <laughs> oh, that's not probably true. But, no, it's, uh, you've got, well, the, the VFL, or sorry, the VFA, precursor to the VFL and, you know, became the VFL. Uh, the VFA started in 1877, which is around the same time South Australia started their football competition. So it's it's very early days. You know, we're 20 years removed from finding gold in Victoria. Wow. Uh, so, you know, it's, yeah, it's a very early days. And, and with that came a bunch of different things, amongst other things, the money to buy uniforms for football teams. Uh, so when they did buy uniforms for Port Adelaide, they dressed them in pink. Now, pink? You, now, well, there's the thing. You say we, we think of pink as being a feminine colour, but right up until realistically the late 1930s, all the colours that were shades of red were seen as manly colours and shades of blue were seen as feminine colours. So, and that's based, I mean, for, for the manly colours, it's based on red being the colour of blood and the colour of red-bloodedness and manliness, etc. So red and, and, as I say, all its shades were seen as masculine colours and blue was, yeah, was a feminine colour. Uh, so oh, no. Port Adelaide were wearing pink jumpers or you know, their first lace-up sort of jumpers from the 1870s through to 1883, and then they darkened those by making them a deeper shade of pink uh, which was tech, which was listed as magenta, and they wore that from 1884 right up to 1901, and then they sort of added light blue to it. But some players would have worn that just as a light blue yoke, and some players would have worn it as stripes painted onto the jumper usually, because uh, these would have been canvas lace-ups. Some players didn't bother right like doing the the stripes. They just wore magenta jumpers. Uh, but, yeah, for a lot of them, they wore magenta uh, jacket, as it was called, uh, like the lace-up jumper, and uh, bl light blue stripes were painted on them. So that was their colours right up until 1901. And then in 1902, for the first time, they started wearing black jumpers with thin white stripes. Uh, they were to represent the pylons on the wharf at Port Adelaide. Yes, and this is the beginnings of the ever-controversial jumper, isn't that right? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. If it's, I mean, it's controversial since they've joined the AFL and they've yeah. wanted to continue using yeah. it. Yeah, just, just it's but interesting to, to, to realise what date that jumper came from, I think. Oh, I exactly. think a lot of yeah. people have no real idea. Yeah. You, you, know, you, you get an understanding with Collingwood, but I think not so much with Port Adelaide about how old they really are and how old that jumper is too. Oh, that's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, realistically, it's five years younger than Collingwood's jumper because Collingwood started yeah. – oh, that's not true, 10 years. Collingwood yeah. started in 1892 in the VFA. 
and 10 years later, Port Adelaide started wearing black jumpers with thin white stripes. Um, there were a few variations on that as they went through, um, you know, as they went through their history. And you'll find like in the 1940s, uh, well, what happened in the 1940s is the South Australian clubs merged with each other. And uh, so Port Adelaide were actually joined uh, with one of the other clubs. I'm trying to think who that was. I can't remember, but that's what was happening in the in the South Australian League. So some of the clubs joined together, but um, Port Adelaide were wearing more like what we would call a Collingwood jumper, white with black stripes, black with white stripes sort of thing, uh, right up until one of the options in 1951, which was the Jubilee Celebration of Australia. So that's 50 years of Australia being a country, and Port actually wore jumpers that were given to them by Collingwood for that season. But oh, then, wow. Yeah, so 1951, they're actually wearing old Collingwood jumpers, but then by 1953, they're back in, you know, what we call the prison bars and wore that right up until 1996, where, well, I mean, realistically, they're still wearing them in the South Australian Football League, which is their reserves team, and their senior team, uh, the power and play in... Well, wow, they have an AFL team. I'm not quite sure, not quite sure how that works, but the relationship between the two, Port Magpies, oh. I guess, is their just their reserves team in the South Australian League, like Essendon have a reserves team in the VFL. Um, yeah, and they still wear the prison bars. They do. Yeah. yeah so, okay. I mean, realistically, it's one of the iconic jumpers in footy isn't it you know it's yeah absolutely especially you know with the design difference from the collingwood one i got you know i just look at it as a unique thing i mean granted it's the same color scheme but you know we're talking of five different colors that were going around back then when they <laughs> these jumpers were created <laughs> pretty much yeah it's yeah. pretty much right yeah you can have black blue red white <laughs> that's right or you could have pink and that's it yeah so, yeah, yeah there wasn't too a whole many lot options. of colours that were being used back here. Back here. Nah, very true. Very true. Well, that brings us to nice. well, Port Adelaide. Uh, Port Adelaide's applications to join the AFL. And so they did have a crack at joining in 1990. Uh, now, well, you yeah. can introduce. We had yes. a conversation the week. Yeah, so in the week, we had an interview with Brian Cunningham, who was the CEO for Port Adelaide for a few years. There was it from 92 to 04, I believe. And yeah, so he yeah. was he was at the helm when they were joining the AFL and creating the official bid. So we had a chat with him throughout the week, myself and Rob, and we got some great insights into the overall process of what goes into making a club. And also we had a couple of questions about the designs of the um, the jumper and the colours and sort of where it all got picked from and sort of what, yeah, what was a part of that change? Because obviously one of the conditions for Port Adelaide joining the AFL was that they had to change their jumper. So this yeah, sort of yeah. gets straight into it. Well, that's, so, and that's an interesting point that uh, Brian brought up, which was the jumper, well, the, the agreement that they've got is with the AFL. It's not with any other yeah. AFL club. And so it's on a year-to-year basis, the AFL can then decide whether or not this year they can wear a particular jumper, black with white stripes, and in what games they can wear it in. 
Yeah, that's uh, right. So, so from year yeah. to year, it's not confirmed. It's not even confirmed yeah. that they can wear it every showdown. That's still yeah. decided yeah. yearly. Yeah. So it's not even, still... not even a given for those years. Yeah. which those is games, I should say. Yeah, which is bizarre. That's a game in itself, isn't it? But uh, yeah, yeah so, right. so yeah, and just to, uh, well, if Brian gets an opportunity to listen to the podcast, well, thank you again. But uh, yeah, it's clear right. that he is a legend. Uh, no, he is no, he's a legend of a bloke, not just a legend of the footy club. Um, right. Realised that he played in a few flags himself, and and uh, what uh, two thousand four? You mentioned two thousand four. He finished up. Yeah. I guess his work there was done. They won the flag in 04. So <laughs> that's it. Uh, what else, in, what else can thought, a fella do? That's <laughs> right. We've had enough of Brisbane. Yeah. We'll knock them yeah. off and I'll call it a day. <laughs> They'd only won the last three before that too. So, yeah, they, so, they must have been a reasonable side. Uh, yeah, so, so, yeah, so AFL's fantastic. told them if they tender, they need to create a new Guernsey. They want black and white, but they need to add colours. So... Yes. Take over, Rob. Where do we? Where are they going? Well, yeah. So, well, yeah. I'm gonna just rehash what uh, Brian's told us. That is that they, well, they they had done studies, or let's say studies had been done on what colours appealed to certain segments of the market. Um, there were particular colours that appealed to females specifically, and there were colours that were seen as you know trendy at the time. And one of those colours was teal. And, I mean, there were some other colours in, a, in the palette that were seen as, you know, popular. But teal was chosen for a few reasons. Not the least was that uh, they could say that it represented the water of the sea just off Port Adelaide because, mm-hmm. you know, seawater is greeny blue. Um, they all, he also mentioned that a couple of NBA teams had adopted teal uh, which we worked out with Charlotte Hornets and Vancouver Grizzlies at the time. Uh, so the NBA were obviously, you know, having teams that were adopting teal as their colour. And so teal was basically added to the palette. And then the other was silver, which was seen as a colour of the future and it appealed to the younger market. So that's how teal and silver were added to the black and white. It wasn't just a... You know, somebody just made a decision at a board meeting. There was a lot of work that went into it. Yeah. Although, um, yeah, he did mention that most of the work that went into it was just all of the negotiating and dealing with the AFL and the other clubs to actually get to the line of, yeah. you know, getting a licence for the 97 season. A lot of um, a lot of legal hoops to jump through. He was yeah. like getting the point yeah. across because I think yeah. they they failed once to get the license. Is that right? Yeah, that's yeah. That was the opportunity. Well, the license that ended up becoming the Adelaide Crows. That's so right, yeah. what happened was they were looking to join the AFL at the end of 1990. Uh, the South Australian Football League sued them. Then all the other South Australian clubs sued them. And realistically, the only reason they didn't join the AFL or didn't push their bid to join the AFL is they just ran out of money for legal suits. And they realised that if they kept going, they would never footy club. They'd just be in debt to lawyers. And so rather than do that, they decided, well, let's just stay where we are, bide our time, and then bid for the licence when it comes up again. It did come up again at the end of 96, and they won that bid in their own right, no mergers, no, you know, links to other teams, just Hard Port work. Adelaide Football Club, 
they did have to make some concessions. They were obviously adding colours, changing their jumpers and changing their nickname from Magpies. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and, you know, I mean, I'm involved in, um, well, online forums and social media and so on where people will try and argue that the Port Adelaide Power began in 1997 and it's not the same club, but that's obviously not the case. I mean, this is, you yeah. know, it's the same footy club. They've just moved to, you know, moved to their senior team playing in the AFL. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we've got teal and we've got silver and they wanted to keep black and white. So yeah. how, how did they apply that? How did they do make yeah. design? So there was a company in Adelaide that did logos for things like the State Bank and you know, State Bank of South Australia, places like that. And that's, um, well, it's a fellow by the name of Ian Kidd and he had his own you know, graphic design company and they did you know all these logos for all these corporate places all these uh, wineries places like that and so he got given the brief of coming up with the club logo and the club jumpers and so he put his graphic design skills to the task and came up with home jumper of, well sorry he came up with three jumpers home away and pre-season and then the club then decided which of those they wanted to use in the the specific you know games that they played so the home jumper that they came up with was you know by his or you know from his design brief was part the let's call them the wharf pylons or the prison bars it was mm-hmm. part lightning bolts and it also in some way represented magpie feathers so that was the yeah. the idea behind the shape of the of that original uh, Port Adelaide jumper. Then the away jumper was really was you know a version of lightning bolts that were striking down the side of the jumper. And then the preseason was an all like a more obvious um, yeah lightning bolt with a, more of a teal section to it, which. Realistically, probably looked a bit like a St Kilda jumper, but that's by the <laughs> by. Um, and the other thing that I that that Brian talked about, which I really liked, was the fact that the back of all of the jumpers yeah. had to have the black jumper with a white number panel, black numbers, and that was seen as the traditional back of the uh, Port Adelaide Guernsey, and so that represented the history of the footy club of where they've come from and then the front of the Guernsey which was you know very different but all of the fronts front of the Guernseys were forward thinking they were modern designs and they were the future of the club and so yeah I was well yeah tremendously impressed by the the thought by the thought that went into the whole process they didn't just have a you know some some ponytail guy in Sydney just come up with three designs and go, there you go, that'll do. Um, Having said that, we'll get to some of their away jumpers later. But (laughs) um, so we haven't, yeah. But, yeah, the original designs uh, and the process that went around them was, um, yeah, was true. Yeah, you can can really tell from having that conversation, I think, we had with Brian about how much thought of the history and the club and how long they've been around and how they want to preserve but also work with the rules and what they need to do to update like they wanted black and white 
So they couldn't keep that, obviously, with the clash with Collingwood. So then, oh, well, we can keep the back, though, still. And we'll try and keep the back consistent and represent everything in our club's history. And then we'll do all the front hoops, rings that we need to jump through to get into the AFL. I think the other interesting point was... um, what was it about? The what was it about the what, yeah, but the nicknames with the power. I think. Yeah, so that was really good too. Um, yeah, what they what they discussed was uh, well, some of the names, the the destroyers, which would have been more a naval reference. So, like the navy mm. destroyers. There was also the buccaneers and the pirates. But one of the other things they they settled on, obviously, they settled on the power. But they specifically wanted an inanimate object because then that wouldn't be replacing the magpie, you know, mm. in the history of the club, which I thought was brilliant as well. Yeah, um, yeah, well, that's great. Yeah. So, um, all well, in all, a newfound respect for Port Adelaide. Um, <laughs> it, it was, it was all, you know, it's getting difficult to hate them. So. <laughs> Uh, it, we'll probably still manage, but they, uh, yeah, the process was fantastic. And uh, so, and again, that was uh, that was our interview with Brian Cunningham. And um, well, we enjoyed the time with him, but uh, yeah, learnt so much and newfound respect for the power. That's right. All right. So now here we are. Port Adelaide are an AFL club. Established. Mm. So, what's going on in their trajectory so, of home? Well, runs? so well, ninety-seven. They had, as we mentioned, you know, home, away, and pre-season jumpers. Uh, they used the the home jumper right up until two thousand and nine. So, uh, that's at twelve years. No, more than that. Uh, Thirteen seasons they wore that jumper, and yeah. then in two thousand nine they had, well, two thousand seven, eight, and nine they had a teal planet. Dot com, which was a thing specifically for kids to promote, you know, power stuff to the kids. And one of the things they had each year in those years was a competition. Kids would design um, a Port Adelaide jumper, and then one of those designs would be chosen, and then they would wear it. The 2009 jumper was seen as so good that they modified it slightly. Uh, they basically they took out a logo from the chest, and now that is the Port Adelaide home jumper. So from 2010, wow, they've right. been wearing a jumper designed by a kid for the competition. I wonder if he gets royalties. I think it's a she, and she. I, I would significantly doubt it because um, realistically all footy jumpers and their designs belong to the AFL. They don't belong to the clubs, and AFL are generally not good at giving away money. So, uh, yeah, so, no, that's so, – I wouldn't think that that was the case. No, uh, the other thing to add so. is from 2017, they put the traditional Port Adelaide back on the that black jumper with the teal and white Vs. They're Vs, yeah. not chevrons. Uh, that's because they start at the collar. A chevron would start lower. So, like, the Brisbane Bears wore a chevron because it started with the cuffs, but a V starts at the collar. Okay, and then there's pretty much no change apart from those small, small iterations up till today. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, very little changes Mm. right from, uh, yeah, from the get go. Uh, From, you know, from the time they adopted it, they've, yeah, realistically, the only changes have been perhaps one or two years. The V's were slightly bigger, but that's about it. 
Yeah, right. So there are only really two format of home jumpers since they've been in the comp. Yeah, exactly. Again, it hasn't yeah. been that long, but still, that's, that's the overview. So yeah. then moving into the away jumpers then. Oh, the away jumpers. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, there's some right. great so, ones in this. Well, so Ian Kidd designed the away jumper at Lightning Bolts 97. They wore it as a retro jumper just recently. Uh, that went to 2002, and then in 03, they used the pre-season jumpers from the first few years as their away jumper. And so that was used in, like, the 2003 season. And then for 2004 to 2006, they had, I don't I still don't, it had a lightning bolt on it. It had um, grey, silver triangles on it. Uh, I, I don't quite know how else to describe it, but it was... Um, it's it was the power clash jumper for and well one year they wore it in heritage round which was great uh <laughs> yeah so i mean the first version of it had black numbers you couldn't see them because the teal was dark enough you know and they were wearing it on a rainy day in melbourne against against melbourne and so they just said no nah, we're gonna have to change the numbers on these so they got them remade with white numbers to use before the season even finished uh oh, so wow. Yeah, that, that so that was the the first of the the crazy uh, away jumpers that they had, and then they did almost the impossible. They got <laughs> worse, uh, as they said about the English cricket team. Uh, cricket team one year, two thousand seven oh eight. It's what? Uh, well, in some formats, in some forums, it's called the wetsuit. It is. It's teal with grey silver. Mm, streaks i suppose you'd call them yeah and then black thick black sides to it it doesn't look like anything it does certainly doesn't look like a footy jumper i don't know what it's supposed to look like but it yeah. was born in 0708 um and our great produced kind that. of bunch up together and the gray lines sort of mesh to one solid color of gray as well and yeah, yeah it's it, so it goes solid black, solid grey, and then all of a sudden there's grey lines as it moves to the middle. And it's just, yeah, not too sure what's going on with it, I suppose. Yeah, very Don't hard really to describe, understand. but it's teal, silver, and black. It's in club colours, and apart from that, I cannot explain it because it just is what it is. Um, <laughs> then they went to another clash jumper, which was mostly white, had a teal back to it. So... It was a bit of a mishmash of what colour is this jumper. It's teal from the back and white from the front. And then it had two nondescript shapes, which were stylized sorts of lightning bolts, I guess. Oh, is that and what that's supposed to be? I only say that because I read it once about that jumper. <laughs> I mean, you're right. There's no guarantee that you would go, oh, yeah, well, I mean, the black one, yeah, maybe that's a lightning bolt. The green one, I don't know, kangaroo yeah, head, maybe. Yeah. Um, Easter Island statue, maybe. Can't really tell. Just nothing. Yeah. Anyway, so, but in 2010, with the new, um, the new V design, they've gone with white jumper, teal and black uh, Vs, and then they've worn that for until oh, 2018. Then they swapped it around and they had the silver pre-season jumper as their away jumper 
and the white was used in the preseason. And then just this year, they came back to wearing a white jumper in away games or clash jumpers. So they had a they had that two thousand four to two thousand nine era where they got in inverted commas creative, and then now they've gone back to looking like a footy team again. It's and, definitely a trend that we've seen from doing a few of these deep dives into the clubs. Of there's this sort of era between two thousand and two thousand and nine where yeah, of every yeah, club really seems is. to just let the yeah. marketing and graphic design department go to town and then yeah. the last the last decade has sort of been reeling it back in and everyone's kind of simplified i guess you could exactly. jump at the game yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah and, and that was the case i mean realistically those jumpers really came in well they were worn in 1996 but mostly in the warm days and then they went back to the acrylic yeah, the old, what looked like wool, but you know, hadn't been wool for years. But the acrylic jumpers in the cooler months, and then they maybe they wore them again in the finals when it got warm again in September. Um, then 97, you sort of so that was actually pre season 95, and then the 96 97 season, there was that mix, and then 98, you start seeing more of the traditional sort of jumpers and then then somebody will start getting creative like uh Fremantle had one that was a little bit off the charts um mm. yeah with that anchor on the side yeah. and all that and then and everybody starts going yeah getting a little more creative a little more creative and it just never looked like a footy jumper it just looked like a mess like this like these Port Adelaide away jumpers is it what is that well there's a lightning bolt on the front well Terrific. It looks like the sort of thing you'd buy in Bali on a T-shirt, maybe. Yeah, but, that's right. Yeah, not um, not my go for a footy jumper, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Damn. So, yeah, so that probably wraps up the away jumpers, I would say. That's right. Yeah. What about so going from them? Were the pre-season? I think we'd lightly touched. Yeah, they well, they've really only had three. Pre-season, yeah. so they started with the original Ian Kid design, ninety-seven to 02, the lightning bolt, which, as I mentioned, ended up becoming a uh, an away jumper for one season. Then, in from twenty fifteen to seventeen, they had a teal version of their home jumpers, um, so teal with black and white these. And then twenty and twenty two, not twenty one, but twenty and twenty two, they've had a white version of the home jumper while the silver jumper was the um, away jumper or the clash jumper. So, no. yeah, no. only the three different pre-season jumpers. Uh, the Lightning Bolts got a gig recently as the retro jumper. Oh, did it? Came up all right. Yeah, nice. Talking about yeah, that. So Heritage jumpers, are they? Well, look, they, I think realistically, I think if it if they were able to, they'd wear <laughs> they'd wear the prison bars. Well, they wear them every week if they were able to. But their heritage jumpers, they've worn their prison bars on two occasions, and then they've worn. So, well, I mean, the, well, for those that don't know, there was rounds in two thousand three to two thousand seven. The AFL designated as heritage rounds. Um, I mean, we're talking 20 years ago, the first heritage round now. So wow. Port Adelaide 
uh, were the champions of Australia in 1914. And so in 2003, they wore a replica of that jumper. Then 2004, they actually wore a maroon version of their, uh, you know, hot pink. They weren't really hot pink, uh, the magenta <laughs> jumpers. So they, they really changed it from magenta to maroon, but that's what they wore in Heritage of 2004. 2005, they wore the light blue and white hoops. And 2006, they just said, nah, if we can't wear prison bars, we're not wearing anything. They just wore their away jumper. And then uh, 07, back to the prison bars for that one. Yeah, okay. Interesting. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, the Heritage Round, I mean, it's sort of, it's drifted away as a, you know, as a nominated round. And yet so many clubs are now wearing retro round although there's no retro round, you know, they're wearing retro jumpers. So, yeah, you know, yeah. as I mentioned, Port Adelaide have had had one well, each of the last couple of years now. I think as um, well, just the – I think we talked about this in one of the earlier podcasts, is just sort of also the retro design of clubs' logos and all that is getting more popular as well. You sort of see just, just in general merch as well. Yeah. Yeah, so be, it would be cool if they if they could bring bring back the designated round again as it is getting more be, popular. Yeah, it'd be great. But I think the problem they've got is the clubs that I mean, realistically, the AFL do these things because they want to make money off them, and the bigger clubs, West Coast, Collingwood, Essendon, just don't have that many designs to go back to. So it's all very well to say, oh, Melbourne, you know. Um, Melbourne have got eight different designs that they could use, but no one buys their stuff. So <laughs> it's just no no point. Port Adelaide goes nuts. Like every time they have a prison bar jumper, they sell them out at the footy club. Mm. Um, I mean, Isn't they that, are. They've got uh, one of the I, strongest merch sort of sales, don't they, in the club? AFL? Yes, they do. Per, yeah. per, per capita? Per capita, yeah. Per, I mean, yeah, per. Um, supporter, they are the highest yeah, per supporter right. spend. So, yeah. yeah, Port Adelaide spend more per person, that's a Port Adelaide supporter, than any other club. Now, West Coast just have four times as many people. Um, Collingwood have three and a half times as many people. Yeah. So, Amazing. you know, there's just more people. Now, you know, the average Collingwood supporter doesn't buy a footy jumper every year, doesn't buy a scarf every year, etc. But Port Adelaide, they just about do. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, that's cool, isn't it? Great. Yeah. It speaks volumes to the fan base. And I, yeah. I wonder yeah. how many Port fans were buying their 2002 M&M jumper. Oh, well, mate, well, none of them because they never came out. <laughs> <laughs> so that's an excellent, excellent segue. Very nice. Uh, in 2002, which is a hundred million years ago, uh, yeah, well, I'll take a step back. In 1997, M&Ms, who were owned by Mars, uh, had a promotion with Carlton, and Carlton wore light blue jumpers because there was a light blue M&M. In 2002, they were releasing a teal-coloured M&M, and so they apparently had a deal with Port Adelaide, and they said, uh, we'll get you to wear a teal jumper, and we'll give you all this money. And if you wear a teal jumper, and it'll be an M&M promotion. Uh, perfect situation uh, for the game against Collingwood because somebody had to wear a clash jumper 
for the game against Collingwood. And then as it turned out, the jumpers never got made, or not never got made, but certainly weren't delivered on time. And so they ended up wearing their teal training jumpers against Collingwood. And I don't think I've ever seen one of these teal jumpers in reality. So yeah, I don't know what, was deals, just gonna what they look that. like, where they went to. Yeah. I've never seen one, and I don't know if they were destroyed, if they were never made. I don't quite know what, what the answer was to that. But they Should were supposed to. They got money. Should have asked Brian. He was there at the time. So... Yeah, that would have been interesting. But, um, yeah, the the official story is they have um, had a promotion with Eminem and the jumpers never arrived, so they wore their teal training jumpers against Collingwood. And um, I think that was a pretty close game too, but I would have to go to the website where we have every result and the 2002 season to tell you whether they won or lost that game. And they... Won that game by five points. There you go. There you go. So then the other promotional jumpers, obviously Planet Teal became the home jumper, but there were two Planet Teal jumpers before that, right? They had some good designs. Seriously. They were, yeah. Kids come up with some pretty good stuff. So, uh, yeah, the the Teal Planet or Planet Teal, as I mentioned earlier, so they had – uh, on the website, you'll go to promotional jumpers. The Planet Teal of 07 was designed by an 11-year-old. Uh, the 08 jumper designed by a 10-year-old and 09 by a 7-year-old. So the Guernsey that they wear today is now was designed by a person who is now 20 years old or thereabouts. Um, yeah, wow. And so, yeah, I mean, one had the club logo, like the – the arm and fist and lightning bolt from the club logo on it, on a teal jumper. Uh, another one just had a white lightning bolt, which had a black and silver border on a teal jumper. And then, yeah, the the jumper, which became their home jumper, uh, black with teal and white Vs. Mm. So, but yeah, so that was a good one. Um, China is another one. They had, uh, That's they had an a, interesting a, setup. Well, I think they thought there was going to be a relationship with China with and um, their president, who is David Koch. He's a, on TV. He's a bit of a finance business guy. Uh, so originally there was a multicultural round. And, I mean, even at that point, the players had their names on their back in Mandarin Chinese. Uh, they did that the next year in 2016. And then uh, 2017, they actually played games in China, of course. Yeah. And so all of this was a Port Adelaide promotion. The uh, unfortunate part of that was the club they were playing against was Gold Coast, and their colours are the traditional colours of China, red and yellow. So <laughs> all the Chinese people were barracking for the Suns yeah. in the game against the Power, who put the whole thing on and trying to make a spectacle and trying to promote themselves and everyone was barricading for the opposition. So uh, they, that, they, that, all, that yeah. whole thing just ended in 2018, is that right? Oh, no, no. They had a game in 2019 and they were looking to do a game oh, in 2020 19. and then we all locked down and, uh, and nothing happened it. and then they never went back, never talked about it again. Yeah. 
strange, strange been. times. Yeah, yeah. And then um, and I guess the other thing we could bring up is the last two years there's been an Anzac round jumper and a bit like everybody else, you start off with a little bit and then you add a bit more and you add a bit more and you add a bit more as Hawth- you know, we talked about Hawthorne had done that, mm-hmm. Melbourne had done that, Port Adelaide started off a couple of years ago with their, uh, well, 2017, I think, was their first Anzac jumper. And actually, no, that's not true. 2015 had an Anzac patch. That was nice. Just had an Anzac logo. Um, 2017, that just had an Anzac logo. Now 2022, it's got an Anzac logo on the back, on the front and the back as like a tramp stamp sort of thing. And then it's also got a bit of a soldier in the white part of the V. This year, it's got feathers from a slouch hat and pine needles and tramp stamp um, Anzac logo. So it's just like add more, add more, add more. It's a little bit like what we talked about, like the uh, the 2000 to 2010 era where all of the away jumpers mm. had some sort of weird shape or design. This yeah. is just add more and more imagery to, you know, design elements to the jumper. So, ah, oh, the yeah. Vs are going to be made up of feathers and pine needles. Oh, great. <laughs> you know, oh, it's going to have a Anzac logo on the front and the back. You know, oh, let's let's get them all players tattooed as well. It's just um, it just goes. It's just one add add yeah, add it, to. You can see yeah. that, yeah, as you mentioned, that trend of yeah, they all have the same thing. They all start with just the logo, and then you look five years down the track, and it's a whole jumper covered up in different yeah. Anzac Anzac inspired artwork. Yeah, which. As well, first glance, like first glance, if you're not looking at it on Anzac Day round, you'd look at it and think, what's this? What's this? What's that got to do with? Which I feel kind of makes it miss the point if you can look at it when it's not Anzac Day round and you have no yeah. idea what that jumper is. Yeah, exactly. Then I right. feel like yeah. it, we're straying a bit from what the point of it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's. Talking uh, about these designs, though, we'll move straight into the. Indigenous jumpers. I'm thinking oh, indigenous, yeah. Um, yeah. indigenous artworks. There's some really, really good ones. And they've had a lot of, I think, their Indigenous players, different players over the time designing them. Yeah, they have. They've had some of their players design them. They've had family of some of the players. I think Chad Wingard's auntie at one point had yeah. done one, one of the early ones. And, yeah, I mean, they, you know, they have something – meaningful and you know there's there's always a story to theirs it doesn't look like um clip art which some of them <laughs> may may come across as there was an interesting story on the 2021 jumper where somebody submitted the artwork and was selected as the winning artist to get their jumper produced as the um indigenous round jumper for 2021 and then someone else, it was like a student from a school, said, yeah. here's my submission, here it is. And then the actual artist came forward and said, hang on a sec, that's the painting that I've got in whatever it was, museum or something, uh, or some <laughs> gallery. That, that's my painting. And so <laughs> they came to an agreement with the actual artist, whose name's Al Campbell. And, uh, yeah, so that was the interesting story with the 21 jumper. But, initiative. Uh, 
Yeah, but they yeah, thought. they've mostly had players. Uh, Paddy Ryder got a gig. Sam Powpepper, Peter mm. Burgoyne, who's an ex-player, did this year's one. Lockie uh, Jones, Jones did one. Yeah, yeah. Carl Amon. Um, yep, yep. So we try and list the artists for each of the Indigenous round jumpers. So uh, that'll be the same again yeah. you know, moving forward. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, the Indigenous it's have got Real cool as well when, when you've got your club and club family members and also club players designing these jumpers. I think that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, it is good. You love it when you see that. Yeah. And then, well, that's just about most of the jumpers that we can review for Port Adelaide. Um, so. How about we have a look at your favourite and least favourite for Port Adelaide's jumpers? Yes. So my favourite jumper for Port Adelaide is going to be the, well, I, I nearly settled on the home jumper because I do like their home jumper. Um, but I'm actually going to go with the 2007 Planet Teal jumper. It incorporates the logo. It in, it's more teal. And, you know, I think it just tells us that an 11-year-old can do a better job than at least yeah. the people at Reebok. So, it's a great jumper. The great design. Yeah, uh, so when that came out, I thought, how is that better? How is an 11-year-old better than – because it was 2007. It was in the middle of Port Adelaide wearing their um, their wetsuit-looking teal oh, jumper, yeah, yeah. which they'd worn a few weeks before. And it's like – and so it's stuck with me since then. And then, <laughs> you know, it's got – as I say, it's got the club logo on the front. It's It takes up the front of the jumper. It's not stuck on one side or anything like that. And – my least favourite jumper is also from 2007, and it is the away jumper from 2007. So, yeah, that um, was a high point and a low point for the power in terms of what they look like. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah they they did well, didn't they? So, um, and I'm I'm just going to my uniforms page, and I had an idea that they wore one one week and one the next. It was the Sublime to the ridiculous, and I'm trying to see where Planet T there it was. So round six, they wore the wetsuit, the teal with the silver streaks through it, and then the black sides. And then the next week, they wore the Planet Teal jumper against Richmond, smashed them by 40 points. And, oh, wow. and yeah, so there you go. So um, they are my best and worst of the port jumpers. How about yourself? That's very good. Um, well, if you've taken the 2007 preseason <laughs> class jumper, I'll, I'll have to pick one of the other ones. So I'll go with, I'll, I'll, I'll go with 2004. I think yeah, that fair. maybe at the end of the year, at the oh, once we've done all the jumpers, we can probably have a look at the worst overall, and well, this would be up high for I me. Was, I was going to bring it up. Uh, I'm often engaged, you know, not necessarily through my own choice. In conversations where somebody will borrow, well, you know, they'll use the photo, the images from the website in an argument online about what are the worst jumpers of all time. And that could be <laughs> any, anyone from Fox Footy to, you know, blokes on Big Footy um, mm. and anywhere in between. People will say, these are the worst jumpers of all time. And the one you've chosen, the teal jumper with a lightning bolt and a photo of a lightning bolt, and some and the, sort of and the black silver numbers. triangles. 
and the black numbers, that is always listed amongst the worst jumpers of all time. Yeah, it rates right. with wow. some of Hawthorne's disasters, uh, that West Coast ochre thing, uh, Hawthorne's Power Ranger. It rates amongst those as realistically one of the worst of all time. And I, you know, I probably stayed away from it deliberately because of that. But um, yeah, it's it's a shocker. It's yeah, it, it's yeah. just hard to go past. I think. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And, and what about you know, the best? rightfully so, it should get called out at every point. Um, the best, yeah. the best. So I think maybe the 2015 preseason jumper. So it was oh, okay. a, a teal primary with the black and white V. Yeah. Um, I nice. like that. I like that they went the, I like the primary as the teal. I like that that's sort of taken as a primary colour. Because I, I, I just agree. don't like as much nowadays with the, the using black as the primary, I think. If they use mm-hmm. teal, I like that a bit better. And then also having just the black and white of the V kind of still nods back to the the prison bar or wharf yeah, okay. look as right. well. So I actually quite yeah. like that. And I think it looks very different in AFL at the moment, but not um, – it wouldn't stand out too much, but it would still be different enough to play against clubs. Yeah, so right. That's, Realistically, that's if they did wear a teal jumper with black and white Vs, with black shorts and black socks, that would look – yeah, that's what I was thinking when I saw this one. Yeah. So that's that's my jumper, and it's also yeah. my tip to tell them to use it. Very so nice. Get around at port. <laughs> yeah, I imagine they'll take your advice. They're probably <laughs> they're probably just hanging on this going. I wonder what they think. That's right. That's right. We should mm. do another t- planet teal. There, there you go. You should too. <laughs> well, I think that just about wraps it up for Port Adelaide. Um, yeah. Any other inputs from yourself, Rob? No, I think we're done. Awesome. Port, well, good luck. And, uh, yeah, I think we can go again with Port Adelaide with, on Twitter if you, or X, I should say, if you see it, then drop down on what your favourite and least favourite jumpers are from the footyjumpers.com website. You can just post yep. it in there and tag at us or something and uh, we'll have a look and, yeah, let us know because there's plenty to go through here and, uh Thanks for listening in, though, on this episode of the FootyJumpers.com podcast, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Catch you next time. See ya.